to the blow joe horror show yes you heard that right the joe blow horror show this is where your favorite hosts boss tuna and t-bizzle t-boo review rate discuss and break down horror movies not horror films and this is episode number 68 t-boo so we're gonna Holy call this fuck. one yarmir yager and i'm only gonna say that and i'm not gonna explain it if you guys want to know it, you got to look it up. And that's for all my hockey bros out there. Because we're in the depths of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I took a little break from the games to record with my favorite co-hostess, with the mostest, mm. Honey Hair himself, Hogzilla, the Herbal Enchanter, not down south, but out east over in OH. I-O! Yeah, I'm Bob, still what's out here in Ohio, man. I've been out here in Ohio. Every everything we've been putting out, I've been in Ohio. I just live here now, I think, and it's cursed. The sites I've been working on, everything goes wrong. I'm 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 shearing bolts in fucking drive units, using a skid steer, putting fucking helicals seven feet in the goddamn ground. The the fucking threading that we get to to mount the platform is all fucked up from the factory. No one gives a shit. It's and the rain. The goddamn Iowa rain. It Have never stops. Have you ever seen rain? <laughs> I know everybody stops. else heard me or heard you say that you're putting out in Ohio, but then you started talking about work stuff. I know a couple episodes ago you had a throat problem thanks yeah. to your coworker or your, your he, underling, Chris. He wasn't even out here. I told you that then. He's not here. Oh, man. He left a lasting impression on you then, eh? Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying Ohio has been it's been a rough, a rough go, but fuck all that. Welcome to episode 68, the first leg of our journey to the drive in. And what do I mean by that? Well, for our newer listeners and just to recap those that haven't, our new format is basically a part, a two part series. Instead of putting out one, four or five hour episode, we broke it up a little bit for you guys. Part one. Or the first leg of the journey, this is where we hop in the RV and we're starting the road trip. On the way, there's a few cool little things. Uh, we stop at a couple different knickknack shops. Paddywhack, give the dog a bone. Gammers, <laughs> flashlights. And during that, <laughs> we come at you with a little bit of horror happening. Some news. We have our shotgun reviews, our discussion topic for the episode, and one of our rotating segments. That covers... The first leg of the trip. After that, we have arrived to the drive-in. That's where we have our double feature review 
And that will be our next episode number 69. Very nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we are going to be covering Possession from 1981 and Hold the Dark. Stay tuned. That'll be a fun conversation there. But, Tibu, where can our fans find us, hang out with us virtually? Yeah, and- you want to... You want to talk about like where you can find us virtually. I'm I'm gonna I'm not even gonna bury the lead. The Discord is where it's at. Come join the Discord. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I mean, we're always on there all day, every day. People are just chiming in and shit. It's 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 a hell of a lot of fun. You just search the Joe Blow Horror Show anywhere. Instagram, Joe Blow Horror Show. Slasher app, Joe Blow Horror Show. Facebook, I think on Facebook it's the Joe Blow Horror Show. I could I be think wrong. You're right. Um, but boss tuna, uh, heads up the socials and he, he's always putting out articles and, you know, letting you guys know when the new episodes are coming out. So join all that, but for real, if you want to talk to us, email, Oh, fucking email us at Joe blow horror show at gmail.com where, um, Twitter, I don't know. Ah, oh, fuck Twitter, man. You I, hate, I, I started, I started using it and I forget to use it now because so toxic. I, well, I I haven't encountered like toxicity. I just don't like the format of the app. I don't like it. I don't like the interface. I don't like it. It's not. It, it's. Yeah. I, I'm confused by it. It confuses me. It confounds you, you me. Get, you get confused easily, so don't let that throw you off there, bud. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. no see twitter sucks all right jack dorsey uh, i just found out left the company he said fuck this shit y'all are assholes for calling me a goddamn backstabber what is that holy crap man did you go get like some mad dog what are you drinking Do- wild grape liquor dr mcgillicuddy's wild grape there bud i don't know dr mcgillicuddy i mean it is a holiday weekend and all so that means if it's May 27th right now, you should first be hearing this, what, October 5th? I think. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that reminds me, we should give a little spoil, no, not spoiler, teaser mm-hmm. for our upcoming summer series. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, well mm. we've already announced it. If there is, If there is ever a time to... Just listen to the Joe Blow without your shirt on, nipple tassels and all. That I was is gonna say be... twisting them nips for mm-hmm. for for this whatever, summer. <laughs> whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Remember, I think a couple episodes ago we we're we we're discussing the the Joe Blow Horror Show. If if you're if you're a left handed male and you sit on your right hand, boom, you're giving yourself <laughs> the Joe Blow. So, anyways, this summer we are going to be covering the franchise known as the con- the Conjuring. <laughs> conjuring yeah. all three We're, of them all three conjuring twins yes the well that'd be triplets sorry stay tuned it's gonna be real fun we've got special guests like usual special hosts it'll be fun it'll be a good time but i don't know about you i've i've you know kind of hidden this stowed this bottle away in the rv and i'm nipping on this McGillicuddy I'm actually kind of pissed that you never offered me any. I mean, I like grape. All right. 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 I know. But we up. need to, that's not going to last very long. So we need to stop on the way. Where should we stop? What, what bar should we stop at? Do you think? 
well, I would always say the titty twister. Okay. All right. We're going to go back to the titty twister. Oh, you know what? We kind of have to go to the titty twister because that is going to play in a little bit with our discussion topic, I do believe. Yeah, but I didn't know if you had another spot in mind tonight, but hell yeah, tried and true. No, although no. although I won't be drinking something tried and true tonight. You know it's something special when Tebu's not drinking his but anyways, let's let's hop on in. The music's getting so loud right now. Let's just hop in and see what's on tap. First round's on me, bud. What are you having? Well, first up for me tonight is going to be this um, Royal Docks Brewing Company's Vlad. Check out the artwork on this thing. I was scoping that. There's some Pretty impaled fucking Taylor. I love that. Yeah, the 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 I have a um a, a can here, known for his ferocity in battle, and unequaled defense of Romania against the Ottomans and Turks. Vlad Tepes, the 15th century, blah blah blah, blah better known as Vlad the Impaler, and Vlad Draculia is a folk hero in his native Transylvania. Like its namesake, this stout is righteous, strong, and will leave an impression for years to come. It um, it clocks in at 13.1% by volume. Oh, so yeah. this is the kind of beer you breathe for a while after you drink it, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. Yep, bro. You, you crack it, and you sniff it, and you get a buzz, and then you drink it, and it's bedtime. Well, this, this, but what I mean is like, it stays like you, I can feel it on my breath in my throat after oh. I drink it. Like this, <laughs> yes. hey, it's got what I, I'm going to be honest about this beer. Okay. And this is for the untapped folks out there. Follow Joe Blow Horror Show, Boss Tuna Brewing or Boss Tuna Boss rather. Tuna. It's just yep. Boss Tuna, but follow Boss Tuna and Boss Tuna Brewing on untapped. And follow me because I'm going to go update all this shit. I've been drinking new stuff. You're a damn liar, man. That's not true. Um, this this has a hint of licorice in it that really kind of like, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, man. I'm not a, I'm not a licorice fan. But I do enjoy the flavor of the beer, even though it's, it's, it's not 100% to my liking. So I would give this honestly like a 3.75. Like this okay. is, this is, it's a really good beer. And and other people would enjoy it immensely more. It just has too yeah. much of that that licorice going on for me. But it's it only came in a four pack, so you know I only got to suffer through four of them. <laughs> suffer, you got to suffer through four of them tonight, and you got to suffer through Mm-mm. however many tomorrow morning. No, I got I got I got two different beers tonight. Ooh, all right, yeah, very nice. Well, I've got something here. And I'm not going to lie. This is a direct shout out to a good buddy of ours. Never had this before. And I randomly saw it. It's summertime. I got to give this a shot. I got to give this a shot. So I actually picked it up, brought it up on my fishing trip last weekend. You're going to have to tell me if it sounds like summer when I do this. You trying to natter days? I am trying the natural light natter days for those who like strawberry lemonade 
and drinking beer. You know what? I like drinking beer and I do like strawberry lemonade. It smells literally if you grabbed like a Tropicana strawberry lemonade jug out of the grocery store. You're going to like it. Just saying. It's good. And that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. That is so crushable. This yeah. is my new boat beer. Boats Dude, and hoes Ricky, and matter days. When Ricky first brought that over to my house, uh, we were recording one night. He brought a case, and I was like, holy shit. He's like, trust me. We'll go through them or something like that. I hope I'm telling that right. <laughs> but it, it was it was basically like, we're going to fucking crush these beers. I don't think we made it through the case, to be honest with you. But I was surprised when I took a sip and I was like, damn, this is a tasty. This is a modifying bear. It, surprisingly. Yeah. Natterdays. So I got that to uh, wash down the wild grape. What are you going to give this new delight on first Ooh, sip? Um, on first sip. If I'm being honest, it's got to be like a four and a half because I could drink these all day. Oh, nice. all day. Ricky's Rickles, like that. Rickles, congrats. Congrats well, on on sharing his fucking uh, yeah. Cajun, Cajun craziness. Congrats ain't the right word. Thank you, maybe. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, congratulations. He wins. Yeah. <laughs> Round of applause. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Here's my second beer for the night. Um, I, I, I want this served up like pretty quick because you know, thing we always we always say this, but it's true. Just watch Dust Till Dawn. You know, you, you don't stay here too long. All right, you have, you have a certain amount of time, a window uh, of a safety window. at the Titty Twister. But um, my second beer tonight is from Three Floyds. Uh, but both of these beers, I want to say, are out of um, Ohio, so I'm drinking some lo- more local brews here. Before I sh- uh, reveal the artwork and the name to Boss Tuna and the listeners. The can reads, this intensely hopped and gushing undead pale ale will be one's only respite after the zombie apocalypse. Created with our marvelous friends in the comic industry, art by Tim Steely. This clocks in at a 6.5% by volume. Like I said, Three Floyds Brewing. They uh, gave me tonight the zombie dust undead pale Ale. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty sick, can. Oh my god. Yeah, it's got this fucking like zombie, like zombie dude. Oh um, it's like Army a zombie king. Yeah. Army yeah. Oh, of the oh dead. well, well I don't know that, but I was thinking Army of Darkness, right. like when when he when Evil Ash has like the helmet on. Yep. Yeah that that that's the the thing, and the can also says it's not normal. <laughs> so. That sounded like a legit beer. That's going to be good. Let's see. I can just tell. IPA for sure. Juicy. Really fucking good. Uh, I'll give it a four out of five. Compared, nice. compared, to, compared to Old Vlad, and it's a really good IPA. Nice. Wow. Not as strong as I like some of my IPAs at a 6.5, but th- I mean, th- th- this is also like if you drink a six pack of this, you're yeah, also going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. fucking finish us off, man, because goddamn, Selma Hayek's about right. to start her dance, and you know what that means, man. It's sexy, but it's scary. I'll finish you off, but I'm gonna have to use two hands on 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 the old uh, <laughs> the <laughs> 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 Let's let's get out of here. 
<laughs> Shit's going down. Over to the RV, and we're off. And we'll be right back after the break with sports. Actually, I am being told that we have some breaking news. We are receiving unconfirmed reports of random acts of bizarre behavior and mass confusion from all over the city. Well, as we broke in with earlier, there have been widespread reports of confusion and erratic behavior as well as rabid-like symptoms being reported all over the city. Now, whatever's happening does not appear to be a local phenomenon. We have other reports similarly coming from Colorado. We still have no specific... That's like just my little ghost intro to it. Reports are ranging from a Yeah. We need, to, we need to bring Zelda Rubenstein back from the dead and have her do the segment titles. Oh, she's the one from Poltergeist. Don't tell me. Yeah, Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Tibu, it's time for some shotgun reviews there, bud. And you know what? I always let you go first. And my wrists are sore. So I no. go first. No. What? Horror happenings happens first. I thought we did horror happenings. We just did our beers, bro. Jesus. The fuck that's, is why, going on? That's, that's why I did the horror. Oh man, I'm still suffering from Amazon box. Smoke. Dude, you still have the fumble fox. What is happening? The fumble fox pretzel brain. Oh God. I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you. you, you you're I... becoming an old doddering Biden over there. You need, you need it. You, you need a teleprompter quick. So the best way to get something done. If you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, um, like to be able to anyway you know i got i forgot to tell you the story i lay in the pool and and the kids braid my leg hair and it turns blonde in the sun <laughs> gas women, prices are... women women won't be able to have abortions america so what's next are they going to kick all the lgbt cuckoo kids out of school and that the maga the maga people are the most extreme people that have ever existed in america you kind of sound like bush right now though he really said those three things in that exact order almost oh, almost verbatim oh god he just strung them all together like string it all and just say you know what ridic- you know reminds shit. me of his uh anchorman okay. he reads <laughs> yeah. everything on the teleprompter he stopped writing it on the teleprompter dude he does you're gonna have to I'm cut Ron burgundy with- Oh uh, God! <laughs> I like the teleprompter uh, scene from fucking Bruce Almighty when he's when he's and fuck you, San Diego. Well, well that well that but but when he's controlling uh, Steve Carell and making him say all kinds of shit, you know, I remember. Oh no, I I don't remember. I mean, come gotta, on, dude, it's been so long. You got to watch that movie again, man. It's still good. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I was just, you fucking stole it for me. Can we get back into horror happenings? You're saying that I'm, that I'm freaking braiding leg hair over here talking about Joe Biden <laughs> gas prices. Let's go, one. Brandon. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Uh, Five seconds. So you know where the fuck to cut. 
I ain't cutting shit. We're just fucking rolling right in. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. This is slowly becoming the nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Just leave it all in. Um. All right. Oh, golly. Okay. Horror happenings. Do do do. And uh, we're coming back to you. We'll be back with sports <laughs> later. And <laughs> apparently, there is a zombie apocalypse going on at the fucking vampire blood sucking twi- <laughs> twister bar. Holy shit, dude. I'm sorry, but when the when we do the first leg and hop in the Winnebago, every episode we create chaos in the world. We go to the tw- titty twister and it breaks out into a vampire blood orgy, and then we come outside and, and and we're trying to find out what's happening in the horror realms, and it's a zombie apocalypse happening outside. We're fucked on our way to the drive-in. It's just some weird time loop. It's cosmic as fuck. Oh god damn. But David Cronenberg has a new movie coming out, Tibu. And mm. I should say coming out, but I mean, let's be honest, this this will be posted by probably Christmas and that movie will be 6 months old by then. <laughs> it's well, it, it just got released <laughs> at at uh, Cannes. Yes, yep. So that's yeah, it's David Cronenberg's new movie is called Crimes of the Future and it is being released June 2nd, which will be way before the time you're listening to this and it, June 2nd hasn't happened yet. Joe Blow, whoever edits this show needs to get their fucking shit together. Unreal. Uh, no, Unreal. no, he he deserves a, a a promotion or 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 a, or a new career. Ooh, that he does. That he does. <laughs> I just got to start cashing in on these residuals here. I mean, come on, help me. Let's well, see. fucking, you need to get with Grindhouse. He owns this show and and nightclub. And what's he paying us? I haven't Nothing. seen a paycheck yet. Nothing. Jeez. Fuck this fucking hatchet this fucking man. guy gave me some Reaper powder, which I probably would have been better off taking anthrax and would have had less severe um, um, side effects. But... I take that as a as a challenge. I want a pack of that. I want a pack of that now. Oh my right now. god! I'm a I fucking am Cajun. Make you snort that up your Cajun asshole. <laughs> we're gonna see how how well that works for you. Holy oh fuck! God. We're off the rails. David Cronenberg, new movie, Crimes of the Future. <laughs> this is this is sounding to be like my kind of movie. Tibu was just talking about that it premiered at the can. I think it's can. I don't we give a been, fuck. We haven't been. Uh, Some people say con. I, con I'm gonna. Yeah. Say, I'm saying it's cans. It's cans. cans I don't give a shit. Con, I'm, that's what I'm calling it. I don't care. Whatever. I, people fucking people got pissed off. Either they don't care, or and they walked out. Laughing. They're like these these fucking yahoos. Country Blumpkins, Iowa, and some redneck from Louisiana. It's it's not worth wasting our time to correct them on proper grammar. But for the eighth e- time, e- email oh, us at Joe Blow Horror Show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Tell us how much we don't get shit right. <laughs> for the ninth time, why I brought this up is it's my kind of movie. This has apparently some pretty sick shit going on. It has some pretty intense scenes, and this caused a lot of walkouts at the can con cans film festival <laughs> so that right there i mean can you ask for a better headline for your movie than something like that not even when it comes to movie, fucking cronenberg bro not even cronenberg i don't give a fuck if if you know who fucking rickles directed this thing when you have a title like that or not title when you have a headline like that that's going to get people interested and want to see it Ooh, why were people walking out? Oh man, there's some, you know, nasty gore. Yeah, that's bravo. Bravo. I feel like Cronenberg's slipping some hundies to the local. That's in France, right? 
Yeah, it's in France. No, I'm saying for him specifically because this is a new... This is Cronenberg's first horror film in a long time. I want to say close to 20 years, if not more. And he, this is a body horror film. So apparently whatever the fuck is in this movie is making these cultured... We go to Cancun. We go to okay. Cancun every year. Let's take a break here. I don't know about you, but I've never been to France. And... When I think about France, I think about French fries, French no. toast. The French no, are right. Oh, the French okay. are cultured ass motherfuckers. Oh, man. that's like, right. Yep, they wear the weird hats. No, and they have a cartoon <laughs> oh, with a skunk. Yes, and a they drink wine. I mean, he's been, hey, you don't talk about him. He's been he's been canceled. We don't talk about Pepe no more. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. he's kind of rapey, isn't he? He's a, he, I guess, I guess I the mean, skunk he's, he's cartoon not Bill is Hinsman rapey. rapey, but he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's rapey. Anyways, it's a, it's I feel a, like those French are super, I mean, how many times did we have to bail them out? I'm just mm-hmm. saying, just saying. Hey, I'm, I'm Cajun French. It's Memorial fuck, weekend. You it's, fucking it's fuck. Point to bring up. Listen, you're kind of, you're, you're. Yeah, but you're kind of like the the bastard children of <laughs> the French Canadian, so you're yeah, you're like yeah. twice removed. <laughs> it's true. It's so, the true, true. And yeah. we were exiled. <laughs> we were like, get the fuck out of here, yeah. y'all suck. Yeah. No, but listen, yeah. it not only did it get walkouts, but it also got standing ovations. Is this your fucking horror happening, or is this mine? I'm I'm just chiming in. <laughs> yeah, okay, I saw yeah. it. I saw the article, or I or maybe a similar one, and they were saying. They, I, I, I'm excited, dude. Like, I saw the preview. It's got Viggo Mortensen in it. Aragorn is in this mm-hmm. motherfucker. I, I just wait. hope that Viggo Mortensen has a fight scene where he's naked in a sauna. <laughs> that that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, what's June second? You said June second. Tune right. in because crimes of the future. You get to see Viggo Mortensen naked hanging brain just a fucking rope on him as he's wrestling some guy in a sauna dude bathhouse I, I think it's a bathhouse i want to see is what? that marissa tomei in that movie i think it is i don't remember but i, I want to see like what it is that people are walking out for yeah i, I guess it was wait. in the first like five minutes or something really yeah it okay, was I- and then the article said yeah the the walkout started in the first five minutes some people can handle it but I mean, if you think about it, you're in France and you don't drink beer, you drink wine and that type of <laughs> wine, your pinky cannot touch the glass or you get kicked out of the festival. So <laughs> they're too Anyways, cultured. The, <laughs> at the very end, uh, I, I think it was a quote from Cronenberg himself that said the ending, I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to handle. And I was like, Ooh, sign me up. Anyways, what do you got mm-hmm. for horror happenings, bud? I grew up watching a, a cartoon on uh, ABC or Disney or something. Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear, you gotta be there. Look, man, when this movie went into public domain, Christopher Robin. <laughs> I'm Eeyore right now, bro. Um, when, when this movie went into public domain, <laughs> I knew something awesome was gonna happen. And and by public domain, for anyone out there who doesn't know what that means. You you like I can make up Winnie the Pooh something and legally the characters get away with are it. free for all. Yep. Yeah. Even except, the original story and everything. Well, the original story is a free for all. The Disney 
aspect of Winnie the Pooh is not. Yes. Yeah. And they w- and they will be litigious if they feel inclined. So this this film, this film's uh, I guess when the when the guy knew it was coming up for public domain access, he had already started making it. Uh, the filmmaker's name is Reese Frake Waterfield, I believe, and he said it's a horror retelling of the famous legend of Winnie the Pooh. The, the title of the film is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and it's supposed to come out later this year at some point. He spoke with Variety magazine, and he's telling them, like, basically what this is is a version where Christopher Robin is leaving for college and he abandons his old friends. I guess his friends are Pooh and Piglet. <laughs> Serial and, killers. It's, he says because they've had to fend for themselves so much, they've essentially become feral, going back to their animal roots. They no longer, they're no longer tame. They're like a vicious bear and pig who want to go around and try and find prey. So there's not going to be a Tigger or an Eeyore or anything like that because it's, it's Disney has its copyright issues for, for those characters. But this is a slasher version of Winnie the Pooh with, from what I can tell, it's people in costumes. So I guess they wear masks. But I saw I saw the trailer. I had to look at it. I mean, I had to. I didn't, obviously. And it's, I'm gonna have to see what this movie is before I, because because what I'm seeing versus what I imagined, not quite. And by not quite, I mean by like ninety percent. Disappointed. Not quite. I don't what know your yet. expectations were. My expectations, different... yes, exactly. I okay. thought something way different was gonna be a Winnie the Pooh horror film. And this is this is not. You're kind of bumming me out, man. Well, I'm just being real with you about how I felt when I saw it. Uh, but but I'm saying that. But I want to see what this movie brings. I want to see what it's what it's gonna do. Because even though the way it looks isn't what I envisioned a Winnie the Pooh horror movie would be, because I never even thought I wanted that uh-huh. until I saw it was coming out. I, I I I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it its own. I'm gonna just. We'll check it out and see what it does. Like maybe it's a terrifier type movie, you know? Yeah. Like where it just goes fucking balls to the wall. I don't know yet. Don't know. So that we got to win it. I'm still excited. That's what I'm saying. Like the trailer did bum me out, but only because my expectations of it were a whole other visual thing. Like it was, if it would have been animated, that would have been even more dope. But I, I, now I'm thinking of like how to make a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. <laughs> oh, the boss tuna yawns. Well, we touched on this uh, a couple episodes ago, but here's a little update for you. The Evil Dead game is now out. Boss mm-hmm. Tuna has played it. Some friends of the show, Rickles and Grindhouse and uh trevor dark everyone everyone but me has played it pretty much pretty much if you guys want to join the fun download that game it's really fun and you you can play with us again reach out to us hop on the discord server if you don't know how to get on discord send me a message i'll send you a link i love that y'all are all playing the game but i'm so sad that i'm not there well, I mean, you can play it on pretty much anything and everything. I mean, not you're on this the road. La- not this laptop, cause. Well, you got a lot of uh, you, you. You've, I mean, you're in a hotel. You got a TV. Boom. 
hook up a PlayStation, you're good to go. But join us if you would like. We are playing. It's always fun. And I would recommend it. Check it out, especially if you're a horror fan. I'm still undecided on how much fun and how much I like the game, but I'm super green and new. But again, if you're a horror fan, especially Evil Dead, it's a must have. If they hop on the Discord, they can probably find out when we're, you know, going to be playing the game. So they should definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Join us. Join us. All right. My last horror happenings. Ah, man. This is, this, this, this hit me a little uh, when I found out. Um, Emmy winning actor Ray Liotta has passed away at the age of 67. Um, Young young bro and it you know thankfully he but he died in his sleep he he was he was in uh the dominican republic filming a movie called uh i think i have it right here dangerous waters and um he died in his sleep i mean how could you ask for a better way to go how could you um my question is is like how do they know he died in his sleep like what if he woke up and was having like a violent wretched you know, painful heart attack. Wow. They always make it sound so peaceful, but like part of me, not to be dark or anything, is like, fuck, you know? Kevin Smith, um, he does, he, 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 he's done Q and A's that are legendary. And in during one of them, he said that his dad, they, they said, they told him that his dad, like, you know, probably died in his sleep, but his mom was there in the bed. He came out of a, out of his sleep woke up and was screaming. He was having a heart attack. He was screaming and then he died. So Kevin uh, Smith, see, dude? Kevin oh. Smith, Kevin Smith says in, in the Q and a, well, it's a Q and a, but he talks, he talks, he said, you know, in a, in a world where you can wake up and die screaming, why not? Like, why not do the thing you want to do now? And big inspirational moment, but it came from a place of horror, pure horror imagine yeah imagine thinking that that's how your dad died man he woke up and screamed in pain and then died that's fucking crazy yeah here you go um i, I hope ray Liotta did not wake up screaming and, and and fucking die uh the earth died screaming by tom waits check that song out um <laughs> he was filming dangerous waters and there's another movie that's coming out soon and it's the it's from the director of the film Revenge, the horror film Revenge. Uh, the one from just a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's it's nice. called The Substance. So he's going to be starring in that. For people who don't know who Ray, Lio, Ray Liotta is, excuse me, he's he's uh, best known for his role in Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean his narration in that film. Control, phenomenal, dude. Bruh. Interrupt. Oh, that what? That's uh, another film of his. Control. Yep, check it out. Okay, I did did not know that one. Um, he he was in um, Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner, and some of, some of the movies that I love that he's in is Copland with uh, Sylvester Stallone. That is a great underseen hidden gem of a film. Blow with Johnny Depp. He was in Smoking Aces and Wild Hogs because sometimes he would you know he he was more diverse than just being in like a gangster type film or whatever, um, but speaking of you know killing them softly the place beyond the pines is great and also another underseen hidden gem starring seth rogan but but uh, ray Liotta plays an awesome part in it is observe and report 
that movie is i can't believe people haven't seen it more it's a comedy but it's also it, it's it's got serious shit in it but it's man that movie's uh the movie's good on the horror front leota played paul krindler in 2001's hannibal you know the brain scene very very epic and memorable probably one of the more memorable moments of all the hannibal movies oh yeah like to me that's if you have a top five i think it's in there for sure of all three films yep it's it's fucking awesome and he also starred in identity from 2003 Mm, yeah that's a good one and he showed up he showed up in the the fucking adam sandler um the one that i like from 2020 uh hubie halloween Halloween. yeah 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 oh dude um he he's also going to be in the elizabeth banks thriller cocaine bear so that's done that's done filming so he's 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 gonna be in in that movie Um, who's the actor we talked about that that died and was like still having movies released like five six seven years later uh, I know James Gandolfini, I think, had a no, 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 uh, man, I can't remember, dude. I yeah, know what you, t- I know what you're talking about, though. Yep, I, I want to say on a personal note for Ray Liotta, not only did I love a lot of his performances, but he was also, is also, uh, like a great memory from my child, involved in a great memory from my childhood, which was playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. Um, I, I really love Grand Theft Auto 3 and when Vice City was coming out I was like fucking A let, let's do this shit and he voiced the main character of the whole story the character you play as Tommy Versetti and um, he did a fucking amazing job that so, was a great game yeah man R.I.P. Ray Liotta you are a fucking legend he's a G for sure the well yeah that wraps it up doesn't it Mm-hmm. That wraps it up. Well, what do you say we chat about a couple movies we've been watching lately? Eh? Eh? For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. <laughs> yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Okay, I am going to go first again, and I'm going to do both of mine because it's kind of like a package deal. It's kind of like you, you can't just get Tibu or Boss Tuna. You're getting the double team action on Jobo. So <laughs> these both, I'm going to break the mold a little bit here because I am going to talk about a couple 2022s that I've been watching. And the reason I wanted to do this is I have a couple that I think are going to be what in the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're really doing this. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm, 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 I'm excited. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple that I think are going to be, I was trying to figure out how I should do this. I'm being a little bit facetious with it, but <laughs> no, both of them, you admit it, you both of them are going to be a little obscure. And one of them got me hooked and Part of it was my own fault because I talk about all the time. I'm, I'm kind of just drawn to any like horror movie that is, you know, end of the world, apocalyptic, cold winter, ice, snow kind of thing. And the other one, I stumbled upon it. 
And the reason I picked these two is because I have one that I'm going to, obviously with 2022s, you know that we are not going to give you ratings, but we'll give you recommendations. So I have one that I have listed as a seek out and the other one I have listed as a, an avoid. We'll talk about the first one, blood conscious. And I'm going to read you Tibu. We're going to play a little bit of a little game when we do this. I'm going to read you the IMDB synopsis. synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. And I'm going to briefly chat about the movie on both of these. And you're going to guess which one is a seek out and which one is in the void. My, my, my gummies just kicked in full throttle. So yes, let's go. Oh, we're floating. We're floating. Keep better. Put that honey hair in a ponytail. We don't want it to hang you. (laughs) Okay. The first movie we're going to talk about is blood conscious. Obviously this is a 2020 release, not rated 81 minutes. This one is described as a vacationing family turns the tables on a mass shooter who claims to be fighting demonic forces. This one, maybe it's because I saw it so recently compared to, well, the trip from last year. It kind of reminds me of the trip. We get a group of people that are heading to a kind of like a summer home. It looks like Northern Minnesota, actually. They show up at the home to meet some family and some shit goes down and you've heard the plot synopsis it's there's a lot of ambiguity there you're trying to figure out what's going on but i believe this one was on shutter if i'm recalling properly so that one's blood conscious let's move on to the next one the next one is called arctic void that first one one, that first one really uh, reminded me of the trip that's what i just said literally yeah it reminded me of the trip. <laughs> Literally. That's oh, my best. You it's, know. it's my best Norm McDonald. Like to, to just come back in with the, you know, that reminded me of the trip. And you just talked about it for like five minutes. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know much about Norm McDonald. Oh, dude. Legendary comedian. RIP Man to him show. too this year. All right. Sorry. Go ahead with your yeah. second synopsis. Synopsis Arctic Void, not rated 85 minutes. This one I saw on Prime. I believe no, maybe it was Prime. I think it's out on Prime. This one is listed as when the power mysteriously fails and almost everyone vanishes from a small tourist vessel in the Arctic, fear becomes the master for the three who remain. Forced ashore, the men deteriorate in body and mind until the dark truth emerges that compels them either ally or perish this one pretty straightforward it is what it is movie starts out you have basically it's like a documentary film crew i believe and they it's a basically the guy that runs a company and then you have like the host the on-camera dude and they hired a local i guess you'd be like a videographer or Mm. direct cameraman kind of thing and they hop on this really small boat and they're going to get dropped off and some shit happens right away when they're on the boat. A couple actors I did recognize the one of the guys is the the crazy wildling, the red-haired bearded wildling that looks like a viking Whoa. from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yep. I love him. He's in it. But this one is in I think it's a green it's like an Icelandic movie or something like that up there. But yeah, that, that that's that's pretty pretty straightforward. It's more it's it's kind of like a mystery. There's some horror effects that that happens, but a lot of the time you're left trying to piece things together, and then it comes together at the end. So, 
the game will commence. Blood conscious or Arctic void? Which one is the seek out? Blood conscious. Damn right. Arctic void is the avoid. Are you ready for me to pull the curtain back for the listeners or no? Yeah, babe. <clears throat> so I've stopped using Letterbox recently. And the reason is, and I've, 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 well, every movie I watch in my phone, I have a, a note section for that year. It says films 2022 for this year. Duh. I enter in the movie that I just watched, its year and its rating. That's how I keep track of what I watch in my phone. I transpose that to Letterbox. I just go add it or do whatever, change my rating, whatever I got to do. When I immediately open my Letterbox app, the first thing I see through no fault of my own is what my friends have recently watched and rated. I instantly see a cover and friend, a star rating. Friend singular because I'm your only friend. Hmm. No, I follow Jarek and Ricky and like three or four other people on there. Don't fucking listen. <laughs> I, I I stopped using the goddamn app because I, I kept seeing your, your fucking ratings. I knew how you felt about uh, Arctic Void. You I saw your little blurb. Oh, did you now? Yeah, yeah, bud. Thanks for ruining my game. I really put a lot of thought and effort into that. Well, I'll tell you what. I quit using the fucking app, so I won't know anymore. Now now, now my letterbox suffers. Just... Just like Cause, cause you, cause you, just sweep cause you, it into your apps. You don't fucking use like Untapped, and you always talk about it. Cause you, cause you, cause you have to fucking put your little rating out there and expect me not to see it. Quit playing games with <laughs> my heart. My heart. No, I need to go on there and update it though because we're gonna <laughs> my 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 next shotgun review or my first shotgun review rather. And or, or are you done with yours? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm done. Those are the two. I'm not going to give you ratings. I would say avoid Arctic Void, seek out Blood Conscious. But I need to go update mine because I recently watched Nosferatu with Joe Bob. He just, you know, he's back with season four of Last Drive-In on Shudder. And he showed Nosferatu, A Symphony of Horror from 1922 by F.W. Murnau, starring Max Schreck as Count Orlog. I've seen this movie once or twice before and I always kind of was like, yeah, it's creepy as fuck in certain scenes, but everything else kind of takes me out. They, they showed a restored uh, version with all of the different edits put together to make it a complete film. Okay. And um, it, it, I, I'm assuming that took a lot of work because they, they tell the story on the show about how um, it was basically to be destroyed. This movie shouldn't exist anymore because Florence Stoker the wife of Bram Stoker sued Murnau and the film company and all that because of the likeness to Dracula. So this movie almost didn't exist, but it's basically the Dracula story. And if you don't know what the Dracula story is, it's that this, you know, this guy who fucking works in selling or uh, home sales or whatever the fuck gets sent to Transylvania to give Dracula the deed to his new property. And um, Dracula comes back, shenanigans ensue, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nosferatu is not blah blah blah. This movie, bruh, the way they showed it this time, and they were the, the score worked, those inner title cards where you know, back in the silent days, uh, they'd be kind of like jib jabbering on screen for a second, and then a title card would pop up with the dialogue on it. Uh-huh. I felt like I was like like for real, like transported to almost the 1920s, man. I was just into it, like watching it as a like like I did have the thought, like imagine what people were thinking back then 
you didn't see shit like this. Yeah. You didn't see shit like this. And some of the shit with Count Orlock or, or Dracula in this film, creepy as fuck. From, from, like, that's nightmare fuel, dude. And it looks amazing. It really looks amazing. The story, the story really drew me in. The performances did too. Um, it, of course, it's a silent film and they over exaggerate. And Joe Bob explains that too. It helped that I watched it with Joe Bob. I, I'm, I'm giving the original fucking Nosferatu a 10 out of 10. Like, this Damn. is, a, this is amazing. Go go and watch it with Joe Bob though. He I, I have to because otherwise I don't know if I could sit through the entire movie. That and that's what I'm and he he talks about that too. Like why why people don't like watching these types of films. Um, go watch it with Joe Bob so you can get the whole okay. experience. And oh, listeners, go pay your little go drop your little fucking five dollars on on Shutter per month. All right, trust me, man, it's worth it. So, and I gotta update it yet again to change another rating. Because right after that, on the same episode of Joe Bob, they showed Nosferatu, Phantom of the Nacht. That's German. For night. Yes. From 1979, directed by Werner Herzog. He, oh, who's Werner got a, Herzog. Yeah. Yes. Uh, starring Klaus Klinski as, uh, this time they get to call him Dracula. So yeah. in the film, that's what he's referred to as. It's 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 a remake of, of the original, um, it, which is a, a, a adaptation of Dracula. So it's Dracula again, but it's it's the Werner Herzog version, man. Like you're talking now, like you've got the ability to fucking flesh out your cinematography, really build on how you're lighting your sets because he's playing with color. And I love black and white shit, but. I mean, if you force me, hey, every movie black and white, every movie color, I'm gonna say color. You know, I just, I, I, I you gotta have that shit pop sometimes. Yeah. And this movie takes advantage of however many fifty fucking years or whatever of 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 advancement. And it's and it, yet again, it's just creepy because Klaus Klinski, I hope I'm saying his name right, is terrifying. He's terrifying. There's this, the, the scene where Jonathan Harker is is in the fucking um, dining room with him the first night that they that they meet. And it's right out of Nosferatu and shit where he fucking cuts his thumb and that motherfucker tries to suck his blood. And it and I'm just the scene the scene creeps me out, dude. I'm gonna go ahead and give this one <laughs> another ten out of ten. Damn. Hey, you gotta watch it with Joe Bob, man. He makes these movies That's, better. It sounds like it sounds like Tibu, but that might be Rickles over there. It's a fucking tan. I I I've, I've always loved um, Werner Herzog's version. Uh, I've watched it many more times than the original, but watching the original this time with that one right after, I think I at this moment prefer the original. No shit. It it was just a different experience to watch a movie from that era and 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 how it looked and everything, it just added to it in a way. Like I don't know, it it was magic. It was magic. Yeah, so everyone should seek out both of those, both Nosferatu's, the F. W. Murnau and the Werner Herzog. Huh. Tans, they're both tans. It's a motherfucking pain. Well. With that being said, we are going to move right into the discussion topic of the week. And 
This one was picked by Tibu himself, but this one's titled The Monster Mash, Vampires versus Werewolves. Tibu, explain that to us. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete... Okay, um, hang on. Uh, sorry. Oh, segment, Miss Kim. Well, tonight we're going to figure out which movie monster, and both of these are pretty iconic. I left zombies out because I knew where that was going to go. It's unquestionable with the fucking, well, not can't call you the zombie lord, but you know, zombie freak, you a freak. Um, <laughs> which, which monster do you prefer out of vampires and werewolves? And in this conversation, it, it, to me, it's, it's about the monster and the lore, but it's also about the horror films themselves. And you know, kind of break down some of your some of your favorite ones. And at the end of the day, to, to still a grindhouseism, at the end of the day, <laughs> which one when you take in the whole culmination of, of whatever monsters films, which one is, is the, the one you'd prefer to watch? If you could only pick one, I guess you say okay. it like that. Um so I don't know. It's, since it's my discussion, you've been going first. I'll kick us off. When it comes to vampires versus werewolves and the lore behind them, um, which, damn, it's crazy. I've got Vlad the Impaler beer. Both my picks were Nosferatu's. Oh, shit. Yeah, that just clicked twister. in my mind. Yep. Oh, yep. shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That all did tie in. That all tied in. God damn. Um. <laughs> This is the vampire episode. <laughs> right, it is. Um, when it comes to the lore, I, look, vampires are badass. I mean, they're these fucking undead, immortal, blood-sucking creatures. And and you go into the Dracula lore, you get a whole lot more fucking tricks. And but that that like people have interpreted vampires all kinds of different fucking ways. So you get the you all the way to the Twilight vampires, which glitter and oh, shit like yeah. that. Not my vampire. Hashtag. Um, you know what? Now that Robert Pattinson is is kind of legit, we have to never let him forget that. So bring it Robert, up. Bring Robert, it up. Pa- Robert Pattinson's been legit since those movies still. Like, he was just in bad movies. He's always been great, dude. Everything he's been in, he's been phenomenal. That's why he's I've seen vengeance. him in one movie. In, or no, two movies. I've seen him in The Lighthouse and Batman. Yeah, I mean he's. But you he, said he's, he's always been legit. Like, what are you watching? Like some fucking sixth grade plays or some shit? I don't know about. You no, no, he subway. No, he's been he's been in movies like Twilight. He was doing that 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 um franchise, but he was making some um indie films and stuff like that in between. And his performances have always come out really great. Pat Pattinson's been he, he's fucking been legit, but. He's Batman now. He's not a vampire I've anymore. Seen the eye and, I've seen the eye and my, my, my mermaid. Your farts. <laughs> Dude, they... We can't talk about the lighthouse right now, bro. He's so I'm overrated. Just... Anyways, keep going. Oh, <laughs> I wish you could see his face. I was just stirring the pot there a little bit. Oh, worked up. Look, vampires are really cool, all right? They're not, they're different than the Batman. That's a whole different thing. Let's leave Pattinson in the lighthouse for another day. 
Um, <laughs> it, they're awesome creatures, but I've always been more drawn to a werewolf and the the this animal that fucking goes berserk in the night. But it's not just an animal; it's a man. He transformed. You get the body horror element right there, and the full moon. A lot of, like some about the nighttime, the moon. You can only become this thing. It's almost like a. I, this is probably gonna be incorrect, but it's the words coming out. It's like a, it's like a ritual that lives. It's like a, the moon has to align. You had to have been bitten. Um, the caveat is only silver can kill you type thing. It's like a ritual being lived, and it, it's there's something magical. I know vampires can have magic shit, but there's something kind of just, I don't know, more interesting to me about the whole werewolf lore. So that 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 that's where I come in on like which which creature I prefer. But when it comes to movies, you go all the way back to the classic Dracula, Bela Lugosi. No, thumbs down. Not good. No, no? That's, that's I'm giving you shit. I can respect them, but again, I'm just you put those movies on, and I could I I, I could come out of a 20 year coma, mm-hmm. and if you put those movies on, I'll go back into a coma for another 20 years. I just they're just not for me. You get. Wh- to say though that they are they are classics though like you like you said you at least acknowledge the, the i wish i could go back and experience them for the first time like everyone else did because yeah then it would be a different story the other classic that i'm sure would be hard to swallow for uh stinky tuna is that uh <laughs> the wolfman so so both these creatures are are present in early Hollywood and some say the golden age of horror films. So take, take that for meaning for whatever, you know, it's worth, but in the eighties, you got this like resurgence of vampire shit, lost boys and fright night. And it goes into the nineties with interview with a vampire. They've, they've stayed in horror film. I mean, I feel like I'm going too much into the movie part without, without letting you chime in on the lore, like the lore of, of each one, like what you, what you dig about it or, whatever which one you prefer so it's funny because we're gonna we're gonna come out on opposite ends here of the spectrum because when i was before i really did my research and looked into this i was thinking like well it's gonna be vampires hands down and if you think about it besides the cursed that came out just recently how many vampire movies come out each year versus how many werewolf movies come out this each year yeah. You know, last year there was, you know, a handful, you know, one of the good ones was Blood Red Sky. How many va- how many werewolf movies were there last year? I can't think. Oh, uh yeah, Werewolf Werewolves was in within, I guess was one. But mm-hmm. still, my point is is there always seems like there's more vampire movies than there are werewolf movies. But you want me to tell you why real quick? Let's hear it. A vampire movie is easier to make. It's hard to I was literally that's what I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to make a convincing werewolf or, you know, I mean, this, the bar has been set, but we'll get there when we dive into the, the different movies. Yep. So when I started going through and thinking about some of the ones that I prefer to watch, it was easy to come up with the vampire ones because, you know, vampire, we have what we do in the shadows. We covered that on the show, I believe. 30 days a night. I know for a fact we covered that on the show. I am let. Oh, you know what? I just realized. Holy fuck! We covered all three of those on the show. I am legend, and it's funny because if you 
when, when we talk about zombies on this, you better believe I am legends going to go in the zombie category. That, that one's <laughs> kind of like, um, that, that one's the, is, am I going to get canceled? If I say that's the bisexual monster movie, because no. it swings both ways. There you go. Yeah. Yep. I am legend. Let the right one in daybreakers. I think is a, is a gem. A lot of people forget about Ethan Hawke. I like that movie. I like that movie a lot. And we can't not talk about Dust Till Dawn. I mean, that's kind of our mo. I yeah, mean, that 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 was gonna. I, I was gonna want to bring that shit up for sure. I mean, it's part of the. It's ingrained in the show. So, good idea there. Yep. Werewolf movies. No, no, no. Hold on. Okay. I want to. I want to throw out a few because we have different. We have sort of different uh, favorites here. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to my, some of my favorites, I go with Kronos from Guillermo del Toro. I know you're not his biggest fan, but if you've never seen Kronos, I, I think you should check that out. Have you? No. no. Nope. I have not. I agree not with on you. On my list, but with a Blood Red Sky being a great recent one. A girl walks home alone at night. Haven't seen uh, that. Oh, dude, it's so good. I got I gotta mention Bliss for Rickles. He loves that movie. I like it too, oh. but he loves that movie. I had a lot of fun with the shed. But my most favorite recent vampire film is Blood Vessel, hands down. That movie is that fucking one, that amazing. Is, I forgot about that. That's a good one. Dude. Yeah, that was and, on my list. That was on your list, too. We and Rickles' list. That was on all three of our lists. Yeah, Blood Vessel's fucking legit. You want some fucking classic Russian vampire mythology? That that movie actually Russian has that sniper. in there. <laughs> yep. I, got, I got to give some love to Vampires versus the Bronx as well. Um, and Dracula Dead Loving It, starring Leslie Nelson. That movie is oh, awesome. Yeah. The Transfiguration, that one's worth mentioning. I haven't seen, see, a lot of the ones, I've never seen Daybreakers, I've never seen Transfiguration. Werewolf movies, I said the bar was set. It was set by two films, technically, in my in a lot of people's opinions. I'll bet we have um, one of them. Well, American Werewolf in London yep. and The Howling. I, I think those would be the two where it's like the bar was set. And since then, I think it's, I think it's gotten close or whatever, but it's not, you know, those movies transcended in as far as like their special effects went and what they were able to do showing an on screen transformation for a werewolf back in the fucking day, Lon Chaney would just sit there and they'd apply makeup and apply makeup and apply makeup and take shots. You know, we've come a long fucking way. And, um, if people like that, then that's cool. But Silver Bullet, right? Stephen King. That's on my list too. Yep. Yep. Bro. Uh, Ginger Snaps, The Cursed. I'm sorry, but I got to say it. Like, I really like this new movie. Um, we've covered recently The Company of Wolves. I consider that in the werewolf camp. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Teen Wolf starring Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Love it. What love it? What 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 are and you're right though, man. They don't make as as many and but but what what are what are some you go to? So a, a couple that you know I had a couple that I shared with you uh, real quickly: the Silver Bullet, The Curse, The Howling, American Werewolf in London, London. Another one that I want to talk about is Wolf with Jack Nicholson, one of my all time favorites. I need to rewatch that film. I have not seen that since I was a kid. Oh, that's that's a good one. I mean, let's talk about Trick or Treat. Come on, for real. Even though it's not technically a werewolf movie, that 
that scene is a that is a great scene. Is it's yeah, it's up there. The Wolfman, 2010. Mm-hmm. Del Toro, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins, bro. That, the ending of that movie. Oh, oh, love it, love it. Lastly, one of I will say that I will cover this one on an upcoming shotgun review because I did actually rewatch this since the last time I talked about it, and it's Werewolves Within. This has mm-hmm. come up quite a bit. I love this movie, mm. love it. So that is that is my jam. You mix werewolves and and you know that that type of environment. Yep, I like that movie too. Yeah, so all right, I want I want I want to talk about that. I, I also wanted to say, um, late phases. Yep, I don't know if you've seen that, but that is the werewolf movie that took me by dog um, soldiers. Have, I need to rewatch that. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, Ginger snaps. Bad Moon from the '90s, underrated, underrated. And I rewatched it probably like two years ago, having not seen it since I was a teenager. That movie was still fucking awesome, and the werewolf in that movie is incredible. It's incredible looking. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like I, I would even go so far as to say that might be the third best on-screen werewolf behind the two I mentioned before. What's your favorite on-screen werewolf? Best one. Ooh. Don't say the cursed. We're talking just straight werewolf, not like transformation or anything like that, right? Combination, Combination. maybe. Um, maybe. Or it depends on what you'd rather say. I mean, say what you want. <laughs> I really like the werewolves that were done in Trick or Treat. I mm-hmm. really do. Silver Bullet's got a soft spot in my heart just because <laughs> kid, I saw that and it scared the crap out of me. Same brother. Pre- Same brother. Pre- scene. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the pre wait, the scene went where they're in the church. Yeah, or the, that's what I meant. The church scene. That's yep. that's what well, that's his nightmare scene, and the werewolf playing the piano. Mm-hmm. That scared. I was watching that. I think with Joe Bob on Monster Vision, bro. Just like under my covers, like fuck. Yep. That. Yeah. Oh man. Good times. Good times. When it comes to racking all these up, like we we've talked about a number of of these different types of movies. Featuring these different monsters. This is the Monster Mash. They got all mishmashed together in Underworld. And in Van Helsing, underrated or like to me movie. I think that movie was awesome from 2004, if, three or something. If I'm being honest, college, I loved and my one buddy I always talk about and I, we would always watch the Underworld movies. I like those a lot. Those, those are like the, like the resident, the the Paul W S Anderson Resident Evil movies. <laughs> the, I mean, I, I I love them. I really do. Love I them. like the I like the first one. That's the only one I ever saw, but I liked it, especially at the end. Like I said, they they monster mash. They become the fucking yep. werewolf vampire thing. Yep. But um, I want to make an argument for Hunter Hunter being a werewolf parable, but but I won't I won't do that now. Um, to stack all these movies against each against each other, Dracula, the Wolfman, um. Before you wrap the... this up with your stacking, I've got a question for you. Okay. What's what is your your what is your favorite vampire? If you had to pick one vampire, Dracula. Dracula. Okay. What is your favorite werewolf? Which one? The Howling. Who would win in a battle? Battle Dracula. Royale. You think so? Yeah. Oh yeah. Easy. He's way more powerful. 
Okay. Okay. Oh shit! You know what? I forget. Did I say thirty? Yeah, I did say thirty. Werewolves are like slaves of witches and vampires, dude. Like they're they're just they're like the foot soldiers of of the. Of, I love them. I love them. But like, I love them more than vampires. But but I know I know I know what time it is. There ain't no fucking way a werewolf is gonna beat a vampire except in Van Helsing. But but <laughs> but it depends though, which because it seems like all werewolves are the same, but vampires are are a lot of them are different in the movies because you have some that have those like mythical powers where you know they've got like the i don't know like the jedi i'm gonna fucking swatch you out of the way kind of thing yeah they so, they have the force vampires can use much. the force yeah so that's why i was like i wonder i wonder because you know the 30 days of night vampires are probably my favorite vampires and i'm like them versus yeah like you said i don't know the howling or you know well there are weaker versions of vampires but if you're gonna put them up against dracula you said dracula versus the howling werewolves Mm -hmm. he he would literally just mind control all the fucking the whole tribe out there and be like no you do my bidding like he there's he's an immortal fucking creature that's knowledge out the ass and evil He's just yeah. he's he he's completely badass, man. Um all right. I but he's but I agree. Up. Oh sorry. Oh, well, I agree though that yeah, there's there's different tiers of vampires and that I think werewolves are pretty much all kind of sort of the same, but thankfully like in films like Ginger Snaps and even The Cursed, even though it looks kind of fucked up sometimes, but sorry, just saying. Um you get different iter- like versions of werewolves. Like they look different. The howling werewolf looks demonic and lanky, as opposed to the American werewolf in London looks like a big ass wolf, a demonic wolf, but it's just a wolf, which works for that film. So, I, I kind of, I, I guess you got to say different versions of vampires versus right. just the different looks of werewolves. I would go with that werewolf from the howling every day. That shit fucking scared me when I was a kid, bro. God damn. The stacking. I was saying you got like the old school Dracula, old school wolf band, howling versus I don't know what was good in the 80s for that. The Lost Boys. <laughs> I don't know what, what vampire film. Near Dark was a yeah. Was a, like a cult classic type thing. I mean, dude, I know we love from Dust Till Dawn. But feral vampires in that one. That shit is crazy. They're just whatever vampires in that one, man. They are they are fuck it vampires. They play human body part guitars. What (laughs) what movie what movie has that shit in it? Thank you, Robert Rodriguez, you son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. God damn son of a bitch. When we're stacking them all up together, man. When it comes to stories, the way they look, vampire films, and maybe it's because you're not looking at the monster and they connect on a more human level, maybe resonate with me a little bit more overall. But God damn, if you if you told me I could only choose between the vampire and the werewolf films and I'd lose, like I said, like American Werewolf in London, The Howling, Teen Wolf even – um, some of the other ones on my list or Silver Bullet. That was big for me as a kid too, dude. That's that that movie actually scared me as a kid. And I love that movie. And I watched it a few years ago and I love the fairy tale 
feeling it gave me. It gave me a feeling of a fairy tale in a way with the narration, the phases of the moon, all kind of weird shit that's only in my head. I love Ginger Snaps. Late Phases was a fucking mind-blowing surprise and a great character study. Great character study. I love the, the fantasy of the Company of Wolves. And um, I, I'd have to go Werewolf. I'd have to stick with the Werewolf. There's too many. Even though I think, god damn, man, so many great vampire movies. I don't know. Help me out, dude. What do you think? So it's funny. When I was first thinking about this, I'm like, I got to go vampire. But then I started thinking and looking up some werewolf movies. And I was like, fuck, this is way more difficult than I thought. But I'm going to have to go opposite you and go with the vampire. And it's because, you know, when we talk about if we can put it into categories, you know, if we look at the comedy, you know, we've got teen wolf versus what we do in the shadows I, I love what we do in the shadows a lot more we look at you know some very gory feral type we've got the 30 days of night vampires versus something which would be i don't know like uh the cursed i guess um but you know i mean you throw in blood red sky and 30 days of night let the right one in that's that one's a G. I feel like there's a lot more. There's a there's a lot more room to play with genre blending with vampires than there is with werewolves because you know werewolves you can focus a little bit more on the human maybe, side. Which maybe it's never been tried though. Like, has there been a like a Western werewolf film? They, they've guess, there's there's clearly been a Western vampire film that yeah. we both love. We didn't even I, mention I was that talking one. More along the lines of like, um, like drama ish. I mean, let's use Wolf for example with with um, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. I mean that that's about as as far as you get with the werewolf type. But you know, when you have the vampire, you have the comedy type. You have the end of the world type, um, apocalyptic. Uh, like daybreakers for example a lot of diversity there yeah yeah so it's a little bit easier to do some genre blending type type stuff i guess so maybe that's why i'm drawn to them more but it, you know leaning on it i'm gonna go i'm gonna go vampire movies 10 out of 10. i'm glad we come in on on uh the Office opposite side. ends yeah because i love them too like I, I i really struggled with it and it's more i think a lot of it has to do more with um i guess my overall attraction to the werewolf maybe but i think there's some good stories in werewolf films like dude ginger snaps that that's a great story like that yeah. that movie is fucking phenomenal um but I'm, I'm glad that the vampires got the same amount of love honestly they deserve you know it. what to our listeners reach out to us hit us up on the socials face send us a facebook message message an email instagram whatever message whatever you do yeah. make, a, make a fucking poll yeah, let us let us know what you guys are at, and you know we'll we'll be happy to read them on the show. Where do you fall? Is it going to be? Are you more of a vampire or more of a a werewolf movie? Oh, I also look at um, I also look at like like dumb, unadulterated. You know, what's what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, guilty pleasure type, mm -hmm. and like Blade. I mean, come on, the Blade movies, I love them. I don't think that's a sh dude. We didn't even mention that for vampires. Yeah, like you had a vampire comic book 
movie in the 90s. Like, pe- people didn't even know what they were watching back then, I'm sure. Like, a lot of audience members that went that weren't comic book fans didn't know that it came from a comic book. And Guillermo del Toro directed the second one, by the way, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, um, it's the best movie he's ever done. I disagree a lot, but <laughs> but but it's a great but it's a great movie though. But uh, but uh, yeah, then Blade Trinity. I mean, that's the third one, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, that one's all Is right. Brian Reynolds in the third one. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It ain't that good, but it's all right, and it's worth watching because that whole trilogy is worth acknowledging. Wesley Snipes is a fucking badass. He is the yes. Daywalker son. Yes. Look, Daywalker. Um. <laughs> I want to get this out of you before uh, we get out of here. We didn't, we didn't, you didn't answer the lore question. Which one do you, are you more attracted to lore wise? It's got to be vampire by a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's just so much, there's so much depth with it because essentially you can draw it all back to one individual, you know, with the vampire lore, it's one individual that has spread and it's like a disease. It's like a virus. It goes from one to another to another, and and well, well similar with the same way, similar with werewolves, but it's more personal with vampire because it's Dracula. You know, there's not a Dracula of werewolves kind of thing. So, I think that that does have a no, leg up on it. No pun intended, because you can draw and and relate it to that one. I not I nominate Teen Wolf to represent that werewolf. He's going to basketball outmatch Dracula oh. every day of the week. God and there's going to be a guy in the crowd with his dick out because that happens in Teen Wolf. We had a, we had a buddy in college uh, that we called Teen Wolf. And it's because whenever he wore anything other than a T-shirt, whether it was like a polo or a button-up, I mean, he had like the Rickles sweater vest coming out. And we always <laughs> called it the Teen Wolf. Or we always called him Teen Wolf just because there's so much chest hair popping out. I'm like, bro, like you're in college. You got to trim that shit. <laughs> well, I've never trimmed my chest hair in my life. Yeah, but I mean, when you're in college, you know, trying to get some, you know. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, come on. Bro, we, is we, it, is we, it sexy when we, you see a 23, well, 20, 21 year old guy with the goddamn, you know, <laughs> Furby crawling out of his chest? I mean, come on. <laughs> We nasty down south, cause we don't care, man. Yeah, cause yeah. your your beard hair blends into your chest hair. Follow the trail to ecstasy. Oh shit! What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Chuddle, chuddle, we chuddling, chuddling. Um, I don't know what that means. Is that a? Did I copy one of their jokes unknowingly? <laughs> or maybe I'm thinking of you, every dude. Day all, we're chuddling, every day we're chuddling. All these, all these podcasts are blending together. I'm on too many of them lately. <laughs> it's crazy. What is that? What you doing? You jacking off on the show? This is nuts. I mean, I, I don't wear pants when we record. If you do, All right. I, I'm sorry for that. That that that's that's cringy. And you know what rhymes with cringy? 
Fring- fringy. Fringy. Let's get uh let let's nice get on transition. The fr- love it. Love it. <laughs> let's get let's get on the fringes. <laughs> this up next segment is brought to you by me undies. <laughs> it is Tibu's turn, and we are gonna talk about fringe horror with our segment on the fringes. uncertain and questioning the veracity of a film's horror status you might just be on the fringes so ronry i'm sure one of the best fucking movies ever so underrated yeah dude that movie is fucking 10 out of 10 america fuck oh, yeah dude i got that on my playlist my music playlist freedom isn't free no it's a hefty fucking fee freedom costs a buck oh nine <laughs> freedom costs a buck oh nine <laughs> that movie is incredible man oh fuck yeah it is Brightburn. All right. No, yeah, go ahead. Bring us in. Don't tell me what to do. Do what I want. When we get on the fringes here on the Joe Blow Horror Show, we like to discuss a horror film that might be horror adjacent. I don't know. We're going to kind of hash it out and see, you know, where we stand. But or or it's a film we might both both agree on that a lot of people consider, you know, also on the fringes. Is it horror? It's got horror elements. Is it is it not horror enough? We're talking about Brightburn from 2019, directed by oh man, his last name is like Yerovesky or something like that. Um I thought I had this in me notes, Captain. I thought I had this in me notes, boss tuna. So you're talking about Brightburn from 2019, and that was actually uh, directed by David. Yaroveski, so you were close. I was close. David Yaroveski, or what did I say? Veroveski, some shit. It was close. The 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 concept came from James Wan. Um, no, not James Wan. I'm sorry. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy director. Um, James Gunn. I'm fumble fucking. James was, Gunn. Oh, I was close again. James Wan. James close. Gunn. Yep. All right. <laughs> He was like, let's do Superman, but let's make him fucking evil. And that's basically what you get in this film. Spoilers, if you've never seen Brightburn, it's basically the Superman origin story. But so this, wait, so yeah, th- you know, this was written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. Yeah, his brothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was his concept to do it. And then they were like, yeah, we're going to write it. Don't worry about that old chap. 
doing whatever fucking Cheerio. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing like a like when a when freedom like a, costs a buckle nine, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh man, right now freedom costs like, like five something. <laughs> it's fucked up. I don't know, man. I mean, you can still get a McDouble for like a buck thirty nine, and that's 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 America as fuck. Well, they want you to fucking eat that sugar bread. Come on, bro. Come on, cut. Throw down on the Hawaiian sweet butter. Yeah, Whatever you've done, I know there is good in you. Request for backup. Immediate help. I watched this movie back in 2019. I, I think it was on my list. It might have been, might not have been. Um, but yeah, this, to, I was just like flat out, like this movie to me is horror as fuck. You have, you have gory ass scenes in this movie that you could not take your, your, your kid to see this. Like there's no fucking way you're going to take like, you know, your, your, your Marvel fan you know, child, unless, I mean, I guess a certain age, you know, they could, they could, they could watch it, but this is not your typical superhero film. Uh, the hero is the villain in this movie. Unbeknownst, like you, you, you go into it and he slowly starts developing these fucking twisted ideas in his head. And, and, and I just, his ego goes out of fucking control and the repercussions of this are violent and bloody. This to me is it's it's like a like a blade. I mean, it's a superhero horror film, although not a hero. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anti-hero, definitely. Because you do. I mean, it's a short movie, so you don't get a lot of time with the characters individually. Like not a lot, but you could empathize with with the the Clark Kent of this movie. I don't remember the that the character's name. Um, but when it came out. And I saw it. Uh, I, gave it I gave it. Yeah, the character's name. Uh, I think it was. Oh, the character was Brandon. Brandon something. Yeah, Brandon like, Breyer. Yeah, BB. So Clark Kent, yep. Brandon Breyer. So you know, and the setting is exactly um, a small Kansas town, wherever the fuck Superman crashed. It's it's the same. It's the whole same story. I'm I'm surprised they got away with it. <laughs> I gave it an eight out of ten when it came out. Yeah, th I had a lot of fun talking about this movie back in 2018 because this, I'm almost positive this was on my list for end of the year. I gave this an eight and a half and I haven't rewatched it and I need to, but I 
I mean, this segment's on the fringes. It's it's a discussion slash argument. Come at me, bro. And I, I'm not going to disagree with you. This I believe this is horror. It was on my list. It's definitely, you know, to, to play devil's advocate, it's not as outwardly horror as, as a lot of the movies we talk about on the show, but it's, it's pretty dark. It's gory. It's rated R. And it's very underrated. You know, the funny thing is, is I literally don't think I've heard about someone talking about this or seen it or anything since 2018. This has just been, I think a lot of people saw this. A lot of people liked it and it's just been poof gone. And it reminded me. So I've got this little side tangent here. My wife and I, we have a shared, like a Google drive thing. And I don't know when you're married, it's just hard to buy shit for each other, you know, kind of thing. And rather than, you know, cause we still like to do gifts, you know, the kids quote unquote love to buy us stuff, but you know, whose money that that is. <laughs> so rather than just like guessing and wasting money on shit, we just have like a Google share drive where it's like gifts for, you know, me and gifts for my wife and we can go on. So I actually earlier uh, put this on, on that, on that share drive. Cause I want the Blu-ray this and i want to watch it again Mm -hmm. but yeah this this one is it doesn't have a lot of the typical traits you'd expect in a horror film or even a horror movie as far as the jump scares but it does have really good acting in it elizabeth banks is in it and she she's pretty legit this has some really dark scenes it's got some very dark subject matter I think the vibe overall, it the whole the tone time. vibe, yep, is pretty good. It gets atmospheric at times as well, too. I love the barn. The barn itself is almost a, a character in this movie. With with, with that ship in the, yes, down there. Very, yeah, dude. Yes, yep, yep. The barn itself is almost a self-sustaining standing character because it's it's featured. The it, it's it's funny too, because when the movie starts out, I love how you know, they're just typical, you know, standard mom and dad. The kid up until now has just been a normal kid and mm-hmm. nobody's ever thought any different, you know, mom and dad knew he's a little bit off, but then it's almost like puberty. You know, it's almost like this plays on that whole idea of puberty. Brightburn is a, is a dark ass coming of age story. <laughs> it really is. It literally is. The, the the thing that got me with this movie would really push it over the edge to the point where, yeah, it's a cool movie. I like it to I fucking love it is how dark it gets, where it goes, the gore and ultimately the ending. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this four years ago now. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, that was pre Tibu, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I talked about this then. I'm going to talk about it now. This needs a fucking sequel. It does. Somebody. That, dude, it, that's what I was going to talk about. I, yeah. The way the way the movie ends sets up a, a potential universe of horror superheroes. Like it, it, it could have been amazing. It, it's probably not going to happen. No, if it hasn't happened yet, it's 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 not going to happen. Well, don't say that. Don't say <sighs> that. You get sequels to fucking movies from the goddamn 70s. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, anything, and with James Gunn's name behind it, he could push that shit if he wanted to. 
Um, it's not. It's I, 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 I'm the one that just said it's probably not happening too, <laughs> but now I'm starting to backtrack and be like, dude, I don't know, man. Maybe it could. Maybe it could if enough people like got behind the idea of it happening. The, the director hashtag Brightburn two. Yeah, the thing is, is this movie was kind of I can't remember. Was this in theaters? Do you remember? Yeah, it okay. made it made money. It made mad money. Um, I think the budget was somewhere around twelve million, and I think it made back. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, I th- I think it was upwards of forty million. I think I could be wrong. I, it could be like in the thirties, but somewhere around forty million. Um, so it it made its money. Yeah the the budget was six million, and the oh. worldwide yep the worldwide was like thirty three million. So yeah, there you go. Very profitable. For if sure. James Gunn wanted to, he could push another one out. Yeah. Uh, I think what is what is uh, his his clout? Yeah. No, I I I would love to see it. I would love. So to we see it. we both think it's horror. I mean, yeah. I think we thought that with the other one, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, both mm-hmm. gave it the horror nod. Mm-hmm. Silence All right. of the Lambs. Next time we come around, I'm gonna try to pick something more uh, divisive. I think. I yep. I'd I'd, I'd be. That'd be fun, especially for someone like me, where I'm very, I mean, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm Jenna Jameson loose on my definition of horror. So come at me. Right. I got to try really hard, like to think of one that I consider yep. horror that you don't. Yeah. All yep. right. Well, that was us on the fringes. Uh, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. It was like a, it was like a cool little mini review they got out of it too, and mm-hmm. it it brought some. Brought it back into the light, man, because I really want to watch that again. I, yeah, I remember that was the one movie from that year where I was super excited about. And I think it's a movie that you could show to, I don't know, that, that I've got so much going through my head right now. That makes me want to throw it on my list. I always talk about the fishing trips and hunting trips that go on with my buddies that are not horror fans. And this is one I think that they would really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Father's Day is coming up, so maybe, you know, you might get a little something, something. A movie about their kid killing them. <laughs> yeah, 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 that'd be a good one. Dad, look at this movie we got. It's a superhero movie. <laughs> Tibu. Bostuna. Brings us to the end of the uh, episode there, bud. The first leg is over. First leg is over. You know what that means? We're going to load up into the RV slash Winnebago slash Mini Winnie. We're going to head on over. We are going to head to the Mahoning Drive-In. Mahoning? Yeah, I think we're going to, I think we're going to the Mahoning for this one. All right. Classic. And rumor has it they will be showing Possession from 1981 and Hold the Dark from 2018. So we're going to load up. The next time you hear from us, we'll be pulling up for the double feature. At the Mahoning. At the my boning, but before that, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> before that, Tibu, what do you have to leave our listeners with? Ah, oh, bro, don't become any type of blood sucking fucking creature because you're either gonna like once a month have this crazy period where you transform into a wolf and eat other people. Or you're going to become an immortal creature of the night who can't go out for, you know, a, a nice stroll in the sun and you'll live to see the end of time. Don't become those things. 
that's my that's my wisdom that I'm casting. Unless you find a loophole and you're one of those. Oh, never mind. We're gonna scratch that because that would have been a spoiler for one of the movies that Tibu hasn't seen. Mm. Oh shit! So what I'm gonna say? I don't even. I can't backtrack that now. No. I don't know. No. I don't know what no, you said. You can't. You can't. Oh. Daybreakers. That was. That was. I was gonna throw a little Daybreakers kind of quip out there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Quip. Well, quip it. Quip it good. I'm gonna. Quip it. Quip it. Cool. Was, quip. Cool whip. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Let's wrap this up. Hey, uh, Tibu, thanks for joining me again, as always. I had a great time. And to you fine folks out there, I haven't pimped this for a while, but help us spread the love. Help us give more ear orgasms. And you can do that by giving us five-star reviews on iTunes, telling your friends, pimp us out. Let's, uh, let's, 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 let's join this ride together. Grab, uh, grab thy hand and <laughs> follow us into the cosmos. And with that, I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Boom. boom. <laughs> that was incredible. Is it good for you? I've had better. <laughs> <laughs>